Hello, future freedivers, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Total Beginner Freedive Podcast, brought to you by Octopus Freediving, makers of some of the best freedive accessories on the planet. This is episode 14, where we talk about choosing your first freedive wetsuit. Let's hear that jingle. 20 years stuck in the office, and now he's traveling the world. Just one breath and diving deep. He's healthier and happier than ever. Free dive nomad. He's found what he wants to do. A free diving podcast. A total beginners like you. Free dive nomad. The peace into the deep blue. Make the dream come true. You can do this too. So you've either taken your first free dive course and now you want to invest in a free dive specific wetsuit or. You just want to have one for your first course because you don't like to wear something that dozens of people have peed in before you. That's reasonable. Choosing a wetsuit is probably one of the more important equipment decisions you will make as preventing heat loss is key to staying comfortable and relaxed in the water. And the aim of this episode is to help you with that decision. I think the best place to start is to explain why freediving wetsuits are generally two-piece instead of one piece, like for surfing and scuba. A two-piece wetsuit with a separate pants and top allows for a more contoured and formed fit, so there's less water flowing in and out of your wetsuit, which accelerates heat loss. It also eliminates the need for a zipper, which can leak water in, and also reduces the flexibility of the wetsuit. This is important as you perform movements you otherwise would not in, say, like scuba, like the duck dive or the movements in the no fins discipline, and also helping you take a bigger breath. Most freedive wetsuits also have a hood, which not only covers your head to prevent heat loss there, but also prevents leaks from the collar. The pants are usually very high waist and practically reaching the top of your belly sometimes, and the wetsuit top will fit over it thus having a double layer around your core, a more critical area to keep warm. Sometimes the pants are long tong style, usually for spearfishing wetsuits in colder waters. The separate top has a beaver tail dangling from the back, which you pull from behind and attach the bottom front of the top, either by clips, a buckle, or Velcro. And that seals it all up, so you don't normally get water coming from the bottom of the top. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up on Google. It's a lot easier to understand visually. One pieces are generally stitched, which penetrates the neoprene completely and allows a little bit of water in, while two pieces are generally glued and a lot more watertight. Having said that, and as I've said in previous podcasts, if you have a wetsuit from, say, surfing or scuba, you can use those to start off with. I did for my first three courses, but long-term, probably not a great option as it doesn't keep you as warm, water leaks in, no hood, not as flexible, etc., etc. The neoprene from scuba or surf wetsuits are also different. For scuba, it is much denser to be able to withstand the more sustained water pressure, making it more inflexible, while surfing ones do not withstand pressure as well, and thus won't last as long in freediving. Those are good options if you are cash-strapped, as they are generally the cheapest option. 
there are one-piece freediving wetsuit, but it's not a choice a lot of freedivers make, and certainly not for beginners, so I won't really go into that. So when choosing a wetsuit for freediving, you need to make three major decisions. Thickness, lining, and whether to buy custom or off the rack. Well, deciding on one piece or two pieces is also a decision, but I've already decided for you to get a two-piece wetsuit, so that's more like half a decision. We'll start with thickness first. First, you need to decide on the thickness of your wetsuit, and that'll depend on the water temperature you will normally be diving in. According to Malchinos.com, in the blog article, what type of wetsuit should I buy for freediving, it gives a chart of the water temperature and what thickness you should use. I'll start with Celsius first. For 28 degrees Celsius or warmer, 1 to 1.5 millimeters. For 24 to 28 degrees Celsius, 3 millimeter. 18 to 24 degrees Celsius, 5 millimeter. And 17 degrees Celsius or colder, 7 millimeter. Now in Fahrenheit. 82 degrees and warmer, 1 to 1.5 millimeter. 75 to 82 degrees Fahrenheit, 3 millimeter. 64 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit, 5 millimeter. And 62 degrees and colder, 7 millimeter. This is a general guideline for a one hour training session, but everyone is different. For example, for me, I am fine in 21 degree Celsius water temperatures in a three millimeter wetsuit, whereas Molchanols recommends five millimeter for that temperature. What I did when I was deciding on a wetsuit for 16 degrees Celsius water was rent a five millimeter first from a nearby spearfishing shop and tried it in the water. Second decision, lining or no lining. All the wetsuits that you may know from scuba or surfing have a nylon or lycra lining on it protecting the raw neoprene underneath, as it's pretty fragile and easily damages. So for other activities, there really isn't a choice on lining, but in freediving, you have four basic combinations of choices when it comes to lining. Double lining, which is lining on both the inside and outside of the suit. Open cell, with lining on just the outside. Smooth skin, which is lined on the inside, but no lining on the outside. And no lining, meaning no lining on both the inside or outside. Whew, that is a mouthful. Anyways, don't need to go back and listen to that. Just keep listening. Let's start with double lining. These are lined on both the inside and outside, just like a scuba or surfing wetsuit. These are great because they are easier to put on and take off while offering protection from the elements for the outside of the suit. Especially if you're diving from shore, but it's not as warm as an open cell suit, which we will go over next, as there's not a strong seal to keep water out. It is also not as flexible, which is not a problem for thinner wetsuits, but can start to feel like a body cast, a full body cast when going up to thicker wetsuits. For open cell, it's lined on the outside, protecting the wetsuit from the elements, but no lining on the inside. The benefit is that the neoprene creates a tight seal onto your skin, almost like a suction, keeping water out and thus keeping you warmer. The downside is that it's very hard to put on. You need to use some water and lubricant like hair conditioner or soap to get into it. Smooth skin is lined on the inside, making it easier to get in and out, but not lined on the raw neoprene on the outside, but just has a layer of coating to smooth over the open cell for better hydrodynamics. 
one of the advantages is that you can choose a variety of colors from the coating. I got one purple. This is not advised for spearfishing or diving from shore as the outside is very, very fragile. Mine got pretty banged up just diving from a boat when I was in Indonesia, but repairing it is pretty easy with neoprene patches and neoprene cement, which you can buy off Amazon. No lining. All the advantages and disadvantages of smooth skin and open cell, but being even more fragile. Not a practical choice for beginners, and usually only seriously deep divers will choose this option. And the last decision, whether to go custom or off the rack. If you're lucky and generally fit into off the rack clothes without any alterations, then off the rack wetsuit makes sense for you. And you won't have to wait the many weeks for a custom suit to be made. I am not of your typical proportions. I always had to have my pants and suits that I bought off the rack to be altered. So I tend to prefer custom wetsuits. Downside is it could take several weeks to get made, but the upside is the better fit, which will allow less water in and the warmer you'll be. Moreover, custom wetsuits from some of the top European makers are around the same price as a premium off-the-rack wetsuit. Just a note that a lot of the off-the-rack wetsuits are for spearfishing, as they have the chest pad for protection when loading the spear gun and knee pads and elbow pads sometimes. Two of my wetsuits are for spearfishing as well, and I don't think they are much of a hindrance at all, those pads. The only off-the-rack wetsuit I've tried and had a good experience with is Waihana. Just W-A-I-H-A-I-N-A. When I was diving in San Diego and Vegas, this was the brand a lot of freedivers were wearing and also highly recommended by them. So I got one myself, a 1.5mm Essentials Line wetsuit for summer diving here. They are made from eco-friendly neoprene and have some of the coolest designs. Use the coupon code FREEDIVENOMAD to get 10% off orders over $100. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you learned a lot about freedive wetsuits. If you have any further questions on wetsuits, you can pin me at ray at freedivenomad.com or hit me up on Instagram at freedivenomad. If you want to do further reading on wetsuits, check out the blog, What Type of Wetsuit Should I Buy for Freediving at malchinoves.com. I'll have a link in the show notes. And if you stick around that website to buy something, use the coupon code FREEDIVENOMAD for 10% off also. And that's it for me. Dive safe and never dive alone. 20 years stuck in the office and now he's traveling the world. Just one breath and diving deep. He's healthier and happier than ever. Free dive nomad. He's found what he wants to do. A free diving podcast. For total beginners like you. Free dive nomad. The peace into the deep blue. Make the dream come true. You can do this too.